Hey, everybody, welcome back to Floating Upstream, the most consistent podcast on the internet. It is so wonderful to have everyone here. It is great to be back. We are here talking in front of us here. I I am here at a pic. I'm having a picnic, everybody. I'm having a picnic and I am surrounded by condiments. I relish the opportunity to introduce you to Brandon Dyer, my lovely co-host. Hello. And I muster up the energy. I mustered up the energy to introduce. Yeah. This is the first time. In- <laughs> this is the first time in a while we've had a guest. I am so excited to introduce Zach. Hey, that's me. Happy to be here. Love your energy. Thank you. It is all fabricated, but I appreciate the compliment <laughs> anyway. So, hi everybody. I hope everyone's today is going well. Yeah, yeah, that's going well, and that's going well on my end. Lazy cool. Sunday. Exactly. Well, so, I had in the mud this morning, dismantling the biking festival before the wind blew everything away. So it was not that great. See, Brandon calls it a Viking festival, but it's really just kind of him wearing a Viking hat and just kind of drinking until about three. No, I didn't even have a hat. Thank you very much. <laughs> Somebody steal your hat. No, I've never had a Viking hat. I had a fur coat. But I, <laughs> I wanted to get. They had this lady had this awesome knitted, these awesome knitted fur hats or like crocheted or whatever. But she wanted like forty dollars for them. I was like, good lord, no. I'd rather get a Chinese slave labor made hat for ten bucks than that than the crocheted one she got. And you did. Yeah. You finally Spoken like a those... true American. Exactly. There you go. So, let's see here. Where should we where should we start off? I do actually have like list of like news topics here and some stuff going on. But uh, you know what? How about we uh, how about we give the first reins to our uh, our new guest here, Zach? You've been watching anything? Doing anything with your life? Uh, no, not really doing much. Uh, but you know, I have been. You know, this is Oscar weekend, right? So it is. I've been trying to catch up with all the Oscar nominees. Uh, nominated movies. It's, uh, uh, you know, real interesting. I don't know what's going to win. None of these movies are really my favorite, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of like typical Oscar fashion to nominate the same type of film uh, every year. Yeah, more or less. And don't Besides, like, black people, right? Well, that's a, that's a basic tenet. That's the contract you signed when you first signed up to do the Oscars. Yeah, it's so weird. I don't. I, I guess you know Kevin Hart got into some like deep shit. I don't. I don't know if you swear on this, but uh, uh, you know, I, I guess he got into some trouble and uh, he's not host, so they don't. Even, which is kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, I remember him going through some shit because of, like, uh, somebody at some point dig, dug up, like, some, like, homophobic tweet he made, like, I, I don't even fucking, like, six years. It was an absurd amount of time ago. I think it was, like, the early 2000s. Like, I don't know. But, yeah. I feel like the public doesn't do a good job of, like, I don't know, people evolve, their opinions change, like, they become better people. Like, right. Like, the whole, I think people kind of blew up, like, Blew the whole Ralph North and Virginia governor thing out of proportion. Like asking him to step down for like a picture of him in blackface from like 
30 years ago. Like, people change, and his voting record on civil rights issues was stellar. So I think to, like, crucify a man who's done a lot for the African-American community for one photo was, like, but. Yeah, but that guy's, I mean, he was so dumb because he... Well, yeah, no, I mean, he, so he, he didn't do it well. That's a whole other story, but... Well, yeah, because he said it wasn't him, but then he used to do it, like, in the past. So, I don't know. Well, he said it wasn't him, and then, like, the next conference, the next press conference, he apologized because it was him <laughs> in the photo, and that was just, like... That was just yeah, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, just deny until someone calls you out on your bullshit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that's that is the entirety of the film industry and all of entertainment is <laughs> deny until you just start apologizing. I think the the biggest victim of all this is uh James Gunn. You know he uh like you know we got fired from Guardians. I don't think that was a uh, you know fair at all for like what he said. Yeah. A, a fair amount of these are going in some strange directions. There is also, um, I don't know if you guys have, I'm I'm guessing you guys don't have that much connection to Vic McNogna. Uh, never, yeah. He's a, he is a actor slash producer slash uh, anime voice actor. And uh, he's the voice of uh, Edward Elric from uh, the, from uh, the Full Metal Alchemist series, and uh, he's going through like a sec- he got accused of like some sexual harassment shit, and uh, I knew that was gonna blow up into a big shit fit on the internet when I like randomly mentioned that to Wally and everybody else, and their first reaction was, "Oh, Vic's always been a fuck," and then <laughs> and then I immediately like consciousness awakened in my social feeds and everyone in the world was like Vic didn't do it he's like the coolest guy ever and uh boy that is that is blown up into its own shit pile what about the uh the whole crazy Jesse Smollett fake attack allegation stunt yeah that was fucked up (laughs) (laughs) oh my god like a lot of the evidence is stacked against him that it's just just, hey, just... you, you know what? I know you're not a fan of him, Brandon, but uh, I'm going to give big shout outs to uh, Joe Budden from the Joe Budden podcast because uh, he called that shit out the second he reported that. Mm-hmm. He he called that out like three weeks ago, and then it totally turned out to be the case. Like, big props to him. So what's what's kind of fucked up is there's a there's a uh, like a colleague of mine who teaches at the same school who knows Jesse. And, oh, wow. um, yeah, cause I, th- I think he's like from the area or they, she's a big activist and whatever. But when this first came out, you know, um, they was attacked. She was like really defending him. And then it's just been like dead. I feel bad for her cause she was like really supporting this guy. And then it turns out, you know, that he, he's probably faking it. I mean, just, that's where the evidence is, uh, is leading. Well, there were there were so many like basic parts of that story that didn't make any sense anywhere. Where anyway, where like he, at one point, I feel like the story was that he kept the noose on and he ate his food and then he called the police and shit like yeah, that. Like it was something like that. And then I think it's come out that like he did it because he was not satisfied with his like his pay on Empire or whatever, and now he's just not going to be in the last like two episodes. <laughs> 
So I just I just googled uh, Jesse Smollett and like Google said, did you mean Jesse Mullet? And it took me to a bunch of photos of Jesse from Full House. <laughs> Google's on point. <laughs> yeah, self-directing. It doesn't doesn't want me to fall down the rabbit hole. Well, it doesn't it doesn't help that she also did a thing where she faked a uh, a hate crime against her, and then she would fake calling the police because she was unsatisfied with her pay on the show. You know. Yeah, very. It was a very predicting episode. <laughs> I just think um, it's uh, you know, you know, it just sucks because this is like President Trump has been like fawning over this, you know, for like days, and it's just yeah. kind of I say it just it just gives him like false credibility, I guess, when people do this type of shit. It does, man. Uh, I guess since we're just randomly calling out celebrities bullshit, I do like that uh, Carlton was officially slapped by the U.S. Copyright Office, and so he can't right, he can't uh, copyright his Carlton dance. Which is so? Did he invent that dance, or was no? He didn't. Okay. It's it's he's openly said in previous interviews that it's a that is a parody of another musician's dance. I think it was um. Uh, if it's not Tom Jones, it's somebody else, but, uh, it's totally based off another thing. And on top of that, like he was just working for sitcom at the time. So I'd almost imagine they would probably own it if anyone could own it. So what we just like, all right. So was he trying to like get some sort of money? If someone that day, was that his thing or. Did he want it? Don't they do it in Fortnite or something? Wasn't that where it came from? Oh Yeah. He basically, he brought it up as a thing because two Millie is also suing Fortnite because the Millie rock is in uh, Fortnite and they didn't even ask him or reach out for any kind of permission to do it. And, you know, since Fortnite made all the fucking money in 2018, (laughs) I don't blame anyone for trying to get a a slice of that pie. So, yeah. Do you never know what? Do you never speaking of copyright? Do you ever know what happened with? I don't remember if it did or not. Colin Kaepernick was trying like was trying to like copyright his face or something because people kept using it. Uh, yeah, people were using it for like for like uh resistance like type merchandise and stuff like that without like getting any permission for his likeness. So. I mean, I, I kind of don't blame him. I guess I'd be bothered if someone was just randomly using my face for a thing. Well, yeah, actually, they did a really interesting um, The Verge cast. Why did you push? Why did you push that button? One of their um, shows did an interesting uh, show on memes, and they reached out to like uh, the sneezing face guy meme, and the the guy who invented Pepe the Frog meme. And there's a really interesting like discussion at at like what level about with copyright and personal privacy and a bunch of interest. It was a really interesting about the intersection of like that world. We're at a very fascinating time where law is so far behind where technology currently is that it's creating these wonderfully horrible nightmares, and I'm curious to see how that continues. So, let's see here. 
How about we get into some stuff we've actually been watching? So, uh, Brandon, uh, you uh, pretty much immediately got on a soapbox and got very upset when uh, <laughs> I showed some negativity towards uh, Umbrella Academy. I didn't get out of soapbox. I just like the show. I think it's interesting. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you told us to fuck off at one point. <laughs> you specifically said, told us I to fuck off. I said you guys suck, I think. I don't think I said fuck off. But anyway. All right. I, I, I know you said us, we suck. So yeah. um, Fa- Facts I just, don't I run our podcast. An, I think it's an interesting take on the superhero genre. Sure. I just thought no, it was kind of boring. Explain, I wish somebody would explain the monkey. Like bugs I mean, I guess. I mean, I guess my whole problem is it's based on a comic book that I already don't like. So, like, it had very little to offer me. I mean, it seems like people like it. It's got a seventy-three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Not hated. Yeah. Some people no. are positive on it. There, there's, there is, there is some magical gray bar of like minimum quality to superhero television programming that somewhere like sixty percent of people are just cool with, but I am not part of that sixty percent of people. <laughs> so, so, like, you, you say like, well, can you like explain a little bit more? I'm I, saying it doesn't take a lot for people to like superhero shows. I'm saying there is a there is a majority of people watching superhero shows that are okay with the quality that that like the production quality and everything. The fact that uh okay, so what's what's a good example? Uh let's let's go with the Flash. Okay. Let's go let's go with the Flash here. So th- because my biggest issue with the Flash is that a lot of it involves um a lot of it involves like special effects and a lot of them involve green screens and a lot of things that are not on the side of visually impressive for me personally. And it also feels like it. So it kind of comes down to the whole way they have to kind of separate out their budget and the way that like their set piece moments are like the ends of their seasons. And in some cases that can be like 20 episodes in and otherwise I don't know. The Flash has some dumb thing where he's like, "Oh no, I'm late for a job interview," and then he like keeps like slipping on a banana peel or whatever he's doing. That's just filler and shit for like two episodes, and then like, "Oh, I gotta have this date with a girl," and then the budget kicks in like an episode and a half before the end of the season, and then they have to recoup their losses with merchandise for like six months. Um, it it's one of the things where it <laughs> or uh, what's another good example? Um. Um, oh my god, what the fuck is that show? Uh, Gotham. Yeah. Gotham. Uh, not a fan of Gotham either, because Gotham takes place in four sets. (laughs) One of which is a police station, one is an alley, one is a slightly different alley, and one is, like, the Wayne Manor. And then there's, like, a swamp, I guess. (laughs) And, like, it's all... Go ahead. I guess it just depends, like, so my uh, cousin, who's like 12, he loves The Flash. And he's loved it, you know, for a while. And I think it's because the show might be made for like that, you know, preteen, teenage audience. So I don't know. I mean, Well, The Flash I, is a CW show, isn't it? Is yeah. 
Yeah. I think those are all too teeny soap opera for me. I don't like any of the CW. Right. But we're like adults, so I don't I don't know if it's made for us. Yeah. I suppose so. I guess it also doesn't help that like the average superhero media, I'm looking for budget. I'm looking for like shit that is visually impressive and like the script is almost secondary to me at this point considering with fucking Disney running the helm of like 70% of the market share of fucking superhero action movies and stuff I'm never going to get like a 10 out of 10 script it's always going to be like a 7 out of 10 like it's quirky and kind of funny and it's got some action bits and then that's kind of it did uh did anyone see Aquaman. I I wasn't like too interested in it, so I didn't see it. But you know, I mean, that's because I haven't really been too interested in like the DC movies like that much. Like, there's a few good ones, but not like they're never really consistent. But was it a good movie? I saw it through non-legal means, is how I will describe it. Um, And the main the main reason. The main reason I watched it is because I all of a sudden noticed that it has single-handedly made more money than the entirety of the Batman <laughs> trilogy, especially in overseas markets, just by itself. Um, I'm going to personally describe that movie as fine. I'm going to describe that movie as fine. I think a lot of people only wanted to see it. At least, like, all of my... Well, they were all girls, so that kind of maybe tells you something. Like, all of my co-workers, my old co-workers, wanted to see it just to see Jason Momoa or whatever his name is. So I don't know if his star power helped, his Game of Thrones star power reputation whatever helped propel those sales or not, but... Oh, let me uh, let me get one thing very clear. If you want to see some greased-up Momoa, this is, this is probably the best-case scenario you have to see some greased-up Momoa since, like, Google. Um... And otherwise, uh, I mean, it's it's fine, I guess. Like a lot of it involves like like him trying to save his empire or whatever, and some invading force. And then there's like occasionally like a military, and then he says like a quippy thing, and that's kind of it. Um, the action's fine. The set pieces are fine. Uh, the budget is is uh pretty good, but uh, I mean. Most of the DC stuff has been like pretty fine in terms of uh, execution and budget and everything. It's more that their scripting is fucking terrible. Who on makes average. who makes DC movies? What studio? Warner uh, Brothers, right? Yeah, I was gonna say I think it's I think it's just Warner. So AT and T owns them now. Yeah, basically. More or less. Hmm. Um. So let's see here. I guess we can kind of move on to to a movie I just saw very recently. I just saw Happy Death Day to You with the wife on uh, Valentine's Day, and that was uh, that was very fun. That was a was very it? fun movie. Yeah. Uh, have uh, now, Brandon. If I remember right, you've you've seen Happy Death. You saw Happy Death Day with us, right? Yeah, you and me and Kate saw it. Yeah, because we did a we did a podcast does, on it. Does it have any relation to that one, or is it just like? Just a gimmicky title. But oh, it is a it is directly a sequel. Oh, okay, I want to know that. So it has that one girl in it. Yes, it does. It in fact it. Uh, she was surprisingly a good actress. I think she like 
She was the saving grace, I think, for the movie. She she, she sold she sold that movie and like her her ability to go from like kind of a shitty person to a person having a redemptive arc to someone going literally mad and having to repeat the same day every single day of her life or whatever. Like um, the thing I really appreciated about Happy Death Day was it was a kind of fun, slightly more morbid take on like uh, Groundhog Day and stuff like that. And the actual execution of the film, I would almost describe as like made for MTV, like, like, slightly higher budget than normal like made tv movie that somehow made it into theaters and um uh the sequel the sequel i would almost describe as deadpool 2 mm. in that they exaggerate the the ridiculous parts even more and there's even a section i would describe as them not caring if you think this is a good movie or not <laughs> um it's uh, it was a very fun experience, actually. <laughs> I guess I'm trying to avoid spoilers. You see, I haven't I haven't seen the first one. I didn't even know the first was a you know a thing. But uh, you know, I kept seeing the trailer for the second one. And it, it looks fun, you know, and uh, so I'm glad that you liked it. I definitely have to check it out. Yeah, it's a it's a neat. Ex- it was a uh, it. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of <laughs> a way I can break. It's so hard because there's a pivotal thing to the entire plot that is a major spoiler otherwise. Uh, but it's, um, it follows on, it literally follows on the following day that ends with the first movie. But honestly, if you can sit down and just watch both of them, I really imagine that being a great experience. Yeah, maybe I'll have to watch the first one. Is the second one still in theater? Maybe I think so. It came out around like Valentine's Day, so I would be shocked. Oh yeah, it was literally just gone. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I know Bloomhouse made that movie, and it's crazy how they just make every now. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like Insidious, The Purge, Get Out. Uh, like they're just all over those. Uh, Don't they put out uh, Jordan Peele's movie too? Yeah, they put out Get Out, and I, I don't know if they're doing the new one. But they've done a lot of, you know, they've produced, like, just a lot of horror movies. Um, the horror movie industry is, like, going through such an interesting resurgence where, like, I remember reading an article that basically explained the whole reason they have, like, such a chokehold on all of these horror movies is because you can make, like, a hundred of them the equivalent budget of like 10 of them because a lot of them usually don't require a ton of budget and in a case like a paranormal activity you all of a sudden ram, uh, ram into gold that all of a sudden pays for every single other one of those and gives you some extra money on top of that yeah i um yeah they they do some good stuff have you guys ever seen i know it's it's kind of the same topic of like it's horror movies, but it's uh, called uh, Hereditary. It came out this summer. I enjoyed that movie a lot. Yeah, me oh, too. I, I never got around to seeing it. it it's like it's like the best horror film. One of the best films that I've seen in a while, but definitely it's, the best horror film I've seen in a long time. It definitely feels like a case of. Uh, 
it's an interesting thing nowadays when all of a sudden you watch a movie that has an actual impact on you and you go, oh, this is like, this is something I'm going to care about seeing like even like five or 10 years from now. Well, and like no spoilers, but it was one of those films. I was generally shocked by something that happened and I <laughs> genuinely felt uncomfortable and, and kind of terrified and it just made me feel kind of sick. And I, I can't think of a film in a long time that made me feel that way. I don't like <laughs> Oh, I know what part you're talking about. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember what I like? Do you remember it was a while? It's been a couple of years now. Do you remember when there was that movie um, where like the family were cannibals or whatever? Um, family were cannibals. Yeah, it has like the creepy little girls on the front cover with like the dad or something, and it's like this tradition, and they they try and break the tradition thing. Or is it kind of, we are what we are? Yeah, I think it's like I think the little girl or the, one of the kids like finds these people locked in the basement that they're gonna eat, and then they don't want to eat them. Or, I can't remember. It was an interesting. Huh. That might be what movie. I can't say I've seen that. Yeah, I've even uh, I haven't even heard of it. Well, it looks we interesting. Are, we are what we are. Hmm. Okay. Uh, do you guys do you guys have any opinions about Bohemian Rhapsody? <laughs> I heard it was kind of shitty, so I didn't see it. But you know, some people said they really liked it. Said they didn't. So I can't, I don't know. Can't say. A, lo- a lot of it kind of comes down to how much you care about Queen. Uh, I think your love of Queen can carry you through a not fantastic movie. Okay, so did you see, uh, did you happen to see Straight Out of Compton? I did. That was a, that was a good movie. That's a very good movie. Uh, and... I would almost describe this movie on the same level of quality as like the, uh, they did a Tupac movie, like I think about like eight months later or something. And um, it's the sort of thing where I describe that, like, so what if one actor from straight out of Compton was really good and everyone else was terrible. And that's sort of what that experience is. Um, a, a lot of actors are, really kind of phoned it in they fucking slapped a wig on and they're go look i'm the i'm the guy and i'm like you're not really though and you're not selling me on it yeah i heard uh what's his name it's like ramin malik is that his name Who yeah plays, something like uh, that. yeah he's supposed to be really good and that's you know um you know i heard like he's the high part of that movie yeah more or less uh the only other thing I would say about it is I think it kind of when it cover because this movie basically covers the entirety of their career until he eventually passes away. And um, the only thing I would say script wise, I would say is kind of not great is I think they shift a lot of the blame off of Freddie Mercury altogether and literally blame everyone else in his life for him kind of falling into worse crowds or getting into worse shit. And I think that kind of shifts some blame off of him that I think was kind of not earned or not deserved. Speaking personally. 
you know, what I think it's interesting, when a movie does well, there's always copycats. And I just saw a trailer for an Elton John movie. Yeah. That, it just kind of looks like the same thing. Dude, if you, if you want a case of deja vu, you need to look up every single female, like, kind of sitcom-y drum comedy that exists right now, because they are all exactly the same fucking thing, and Kate watches all of them. It is, <laughs> it is so funny. So there's one called I'm Sorry, there's one called uh, Working Moms, and there's one called, uh, uh, oh, fuck, what is the other one? Um, it, Oh, I don't remember the other one, but it's uh, it's it's made by the uh, Lonely Island guys. Actually, they're the producers. Um, the, it is all edited exactly the same way. The fucking title card drops in the exact same fucking way, where it's the same font, and it drops in like one random corner of the TV screen. It's it's fascinating. It's truly fascinating to watch. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't I don't have cable, so a lot of my comes from like hulu and netflix but you live a happier life <laughs> but i you know when i go home and watch tv there's so much stuff on that just doesn't seem necessary the controversial opinions of zach nash <laughs> i don't know man i mean <laughs> your stuff is trash <laughs> delete it I guess if people like it, then whatever. But that doesn't mean it. That doesn't mean it's good. Just talk. Just, just talk to <laughs> Oh boy. Brendan, are you still with us? Yeah. I knew this was gonna happen. I was like, Doug and Zach are gonna be all boot, blah blah blah, and then I am. I'm like common man, entertainment, whatever. I think, I think the, no, I think I judge shows a lot by the, I don't know, I think a show doesn't have to be great. <laughs> I, just, I mean, that's fine. I think a show can strike a chord with the general public and doesn't have to have, like, the most amazing. I mean, I mean, I suppose so. My one question at that point is like, so how do you feel about, uh, how do you feel about like, oh God, what the fuck? A million little things literally eating the fucking lunch of, uh, what the fuck is the other show? Um, oh my, this is us. You know, like, do you have any opinions about like shows coming in and literally just doing the exact same thing and literally swooping out the audience that it fucking grew? I don't watch this. I don't like it. That's fair. I heard This Is Us is pretty good. Like, I heard that's, like, just a very solid show. No, if no. you're into that, totally. Okay. But, like, I, you know, I think there's different genres of television. Like, there's dramas like This Is Us, but you could do that in a good way. And there's probably a lot of shows like it that do it in a bad way. You know, so as yeah. long as you're doing, like, as long as you're, like, if you're within the genre and you're doing a, you know, a creative job with it, then I think that's good. Controversial opinions <laughs> had on this podcast. Yeah. If you like good things, then 
if things are good, then things are good, you know? <laughs> uh, so, Brandon, do you want to get on your other soapbox that, uh, that we had earlier uh, a couple weeks ago? Why do you say I have all these soapboxes? Because they're... Because there are these points in which you literally dig in your heels and you actively tell me I'm wrong. Because you are. Because you flipped the biggest fit in the world when I said I prefer half-hour-long content as opposed to hour-long content. Yeah, because you were wrong. <laughs> okay, can you, can you explain? It's so hard to tell a compelling story in a half an hour. Yes, I it is. I was just mad because I felt like you could completely wrote off hour-long shows. I will agree, there's probably bad hour-long shows, and there's good hour-long shows. But I felt like your argument was just that, like, the hour-long format in general. And I wholeheartedly just... I think in the modern age in which we are watching things on Netflix, and the average of these are assumed to be ad-free, at least at the at the fucking time of this recording god forbid netflix just fucking jam ads in at some point which at this point i'm expecting them to do at some point um it's it's my whole thing is that like hour-long content is built with the most content in general is is really still structured with like commercial breaks in mind commercial breaks give your brain a second to sit back and digest and go, okay, I don't have to be paying attention right now. And hour-long content, minus any commercials, is usually averaging around like 40 to 50 minutes-ish, if not a full hour. And that is so much time. I have to be staring at my screen, paying attention not moving, not fucking looking at my phone if this is something that's, like, actually, like, plot-relevant. Like, I don't know, man. It's just a lot. And, like, a half-hour segment is, like, like, fucking, how about Old Simpsons as an easy example, where, like, those shows, minus commercials, 22 minutes. There are still act breaks built into them because it was the fucking 90s, and the idea of airing any of this without commercials was absurd to them. But 22 minutes, in and out, done. My life is over. Everything is fine. A story was conveyed. Yeah, but I also think your Netflix argument is kind of weak. Because really in the day and age of like been watching, do you really watch one Netflix? Don't you watch two or three? And then you're watching an hour and a half content. Hour-long shows? Absolutely not. I watch one episode and I'm done. No, I'm talking about half an hour show on Netflix. If you watch two or three of them, then you've watched an hour and a half. And I plot and whatever chain but if it's the same show you're you know you watch an hour and a half instead of an hour that argument i suppose but it's still like it comes in cycles brandon like a beginning and end and i found that satisfying so i am motivated to go on and watch more of them it's the reason i watch a lot of anime brandon it's 20 minutes in and out i'm i'm compelled to watch more of it because it's so well paced everything comes to a head in and of themselves they don't have time for filler and hour-long shows typically have a lot of filler. Well, I think you're wrong. <laughs> Zach, do you have any opinions about this? Oh, so many. Uh, you know, big, important topic we're talking about now. But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I think it depends on the genre. Like, 
I think comedies really work for that 22 minutes, you know, half hour with the commercial format because, you know, you can only sustain an idea and a joke for so long. And there are like a lot of dramas that really use it, their time to build up suspense and tension that like work out like Breaking Bad is like a perfect example where it is like a 42 minute show without commercials, but they don't waste any time. You know, everything kind of works and adds up. Um, and I think there's a lot of, you know, kind of like talking about the superhero stuff now. Like I watch a lot of the Netflix uh, superhero shows like Daredevil and uh, Jessica Jones, and they waste a lot of time that, you know, those 40 minute episodes are sometimes hard to get through. So I think it just depends on the on the writers and uh, what type of story you're telling. Well said, Zach. Anyway, you're all wrong, and hour long shows are <laughs> fucked. <laughs> and I'm a and I'm a fucking hypocrite anyway because I fucking love Breaking Bad, but that was also at a time when like hour long shows without commercials were not a common thing, and I was watching it airing on TV. So I did have commercial breaks at that point. I was in the same boat. You know, I watched it on TV, like live, you know, not live, but like when the episodes were airing. So, um, you know, I get it, but like there's some shows where I can't like the walking dead. I can't watch on TV. Like I have to watch it on Netflix (laughs) because they spend so much, like I can't wait a week. Like, it just feels so irrelevant, half the stuff they're doing. I just got to, like, get it done. So I just watch it on Netflix, kind of in the background, so I can just get it done. Fair enough. Hey, Brandon, did you, uh, so random aside, did you see that, like, really horny, like, Megan Trainer PR email that I sent out with her new album? No. <laughs> um... It was, that was a, that was a weird experience. Uh, <laughs> uh, you might be wondering what this has to do with hour long programming, but I'm getting there because, uh, you know, <laughs> so this was a weird email that people started tweeting out because, uh, as someone who gets a lot of PR emails from a lot of fucking companies all the fucking time, uh, the occasions that you come across one that breaks what the average of those are does tend to stand out. Especially when it ends with specifically saying whether you're playing on Smashing Bay's junk to bits or making out with some fish food, be sure to pick up Megan Trainer's new album. <laughs> and this this was like an official email sent out by the company putting out her album. <laughs> it was very strange. Uh and I was basically Netflix and chill was the whole thing that sparked me thinking about this at all. But yeah, don't type in uh, Megan Trainer Horny into go- into Google. You're gonna get some weird results. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Now that's a podcast title. Thank you, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, do you guys have any opinions about the 21 Savage deportation thing? I didn't know who he was, but it was a fascinating read. Boo, Zach. Boo. 
I mean, I don't know. I mean, sometimes, but yeah, like I only listen to like new music if like my students suggest it. So like, I've listened to a lot of Six Nine. <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay, that's fair. Hey, kids whatever. love Six Nine. I mean, I don't, I don't get it, but I don't know. He's very, he's very angry. Oh yeah. I don't, and he's got a lot of very pretty ladies in his videos, so, you know, good for him. He does. My other suggestion is usually to not make enemies of Treyway, because uh, some other people made that decision and then uh, got dragged up and down a flight of stairs by their hair, which uh, seemed less than pleasant. Holy shit. Uh, I guess speaking of 6 9 uh, so he is, uh, the, the word on the street is that he is going to be taking a plea deal and uh, is snitching to the feds and is going in witness protection after his court case is over. Wow. So congratulations to 6 9 that has the most obnoxious tattoo on your face ever and is going to be the hardest thing in the world to hide while you are... You are now Stan McGrath in in Ohio. Yeah, like how do you? Yeah, there's no there's no witness protection for. It. I mean, how can you not? I don't know. I mean, otherwise his career is over. Like, you can't in in rap specifically. You cannot snitch to the feds and still claim that you are from the streets as such. What is he? What what is he charged with? No, what is he? What is he giving? Oh, like what is he snitching about? Yeah, it's uh supposedly the whole reason he was even pulled in is because he is connected to some people the feds are actually trying to nail. And you know, since he is a fucking Instagram star, uh, he was very easy to just immediately connect with these people. So pull him in, and then you can get them. Especially since he's like fucking, he's he's like fuck, he's like twenty one or twenty two or something. He's got like a whole life. He would rather not throw away in jail. So, so yeah. Apparently, he admitted that that he hired someone to shoot rapper Chief Keef. Holy yep. shit! Yep. Facing a minimum of forty seven years and the possibility of a sentence. Yep. He was. He was facing. That's crazy, man. So crazy. Kids, please, please stop shooting at each other. <laughs> yeah, kids. If I'm, if I'm gonna ask one very serious thing, can we at least stop shooting at each other? I don't care about all of this, like punch club and like fucking masturbating at each other or whatever you're doing. But like, it at least the guns specifically, I would appreciate if those specifically stopped. They can't be masturbating at each other. That's, like, no, I, I can't believe that's a thing that happens in our world. But yeah, uh, kind of a tragic end to a semi-tragic figure. You can have all kinds of conversations about like where this is leading and where like the average of where the average of like modern society kind of leaves kids. But, uh, the one thing I would say is, um, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, 
don't don't throw your life away just because you want to seem cool. I don't know. Yeah, to all the kids listening at home, you know, uh, <laughs> don't, don't, don't listen to this podcast. Is the actual <laughs> yeah. Go do your homework. Go do your homework, kids. Brush your ke- brush your teeth. Brush your kids' teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. Somebody trashed Karl Marx's bir- uh, uh, gravestone. I didn't appreciate that. Did they? Any reason why? No, it's just a lot of like anti-communist uh, sentiment, like graffitied on his gravestone, and then somebody like threw a bunch of trash on it and stuff. Huh. Where is he buried? Uh, that is a wonderful question. I'm gonna. Yes, somewhere in Russia, but no. The tomb of Karl Marx stands in the Eastern Cemetery of Highgate Cemetery, North London, England. London, England. All right. Yeah, it's a it's a cool gravestone. It's huge. That man had a cool beard. He had a nice head of hair. Like you know, I don't have a ton of opinions about about communism i mean i think it has problems the same as any government system but i mean i don't know i don't see any reason to trash a dead person's grave seems poor taste it seems like there are so like hating of communism doesn't seem like a thing that our generation inherited like it was definitely a thing in our parents generation I, i think for a lot of people but and like I don't really know the history of it, but it doesn't seem like a lot of people our age really give a shit. No, not really. It's a lot easier to just uh, to just fall back to easier things like hating someone's race or sexual orientation. Yeah, the classics. <laughs> the classics. Um, let's see. Do you guys have any opinions about uh, Mary Poppins Returns? I saw it. I like. Okay. Seven out of ten from Brandon. I, I liked the uh, I liked the callback. Callback. I could see it of like Mary Poppins being in it or what? Mary Poppins. Oh yeah. I, no, wasn't. That's what. No, she was. Julie Andrews was like the only one who didn't. It got very quiet all of a sudden. Brandon, are you standing like really far away from your phone? I'm laying down on my. But where's your phone? My phone's right here. Okay, I can hear you better now. I had it away from me. I was. I'm tired. I've been up since. I've been up since four a.m. Did you Did you need a a moment to yourself? Yeah. That's fair. But do you know the reason why did she not want to? How come Julie Andrews was like the only original cast who didn't get a... As far as I understand, she wanted to be paid the same amount as Dick Van Dyke, and they said, fuck you. What? That's, well, much, that is the last thing I heard about it. How much did Dick Van Dyke get for his cameo? He had like <laughs> five minutes of talking. Probably more than you would think. <laughs> Probably. Well, Julie Andrews... uh 
she had she had some surgery like a long time ago, but it it messed up her vocal cords. That's why she doesn't sing anymore. This was like yeah. decades ago. Mm. I, I just right. well, I Can know I that did not age well. No, well, he didn't. He's a he's a giant he? pile of pudding now. He's he's fucking like he has to be in his like 92. late early late eighties, early nineties. No, I think he's a not yeah, he's ninety two. He's on a cover of like AARP or something. God damn. Brandon, so, I finally busted you. No, that's me. Oh, they finally busted Zach, you. Zach lives in Flint. Obviously yeah, yeah, so... it's gonna be Zach. Well, okay, so to be fair, I live right next to the fire station. Like, so oh, okay. it, it sounds <laughs> a lot worse than it actually is. He says is like his whole apartment is burning down. He's the <laughs> he's that dog from the meme where he's sitting at the table and he just says, that's fine. Yeah, this is fine. Um, So I read up on the development of this movie. And apparently they wanted to do this, like, every decade they kept talking about making this movie. And, like, they wanted Michael Jackson in it, like, back in the 80s. And, yep. uh, but, like, the big thing is, like, P.L. Chavers, Chavers, whatever her name is, she didn't want this movie being made. Like, she didn't even want the first one. Like, really, like, she didn't really like it by the end of it. No. So, it's like, she... And then they talked to the people who own the rights and were like, oh, okay, I guess now you can make the movie. So that's kind of why I didn't see it. Because I know that she didn't want it. Well, that's dumb. Yeah. What's well, dumb? it was a... a dumb reason to not see it. You don't know this lady. Why do you care? Because it's like her story. And like, if I had a story, like, it's so, like, so... Her the movie and the books are so different, and that's like kind of like the point why she didn't want it because it's you know her version of Mary Popper Poppins, which she created, is not apparently being told accurately. And yeah, like, she, she was she, she was uh, incredibly protective of those of that character and those characters and everything. Yeah, Disney ruins everything. I mean. Yeah, did you see the uh, the trailer with the live action genie for yeah, Aladdin? Thought... Oh my gosh! Yeah. That physically hurt to watch. I appreciated I like... all of. Go ahead. No, well, I was just gonna say I saw it and I was like, this doesn't look good. And then I read the comments and I was like, well, yep, I guess I'm not alone. <laughs> It, I really appreciated all of those meme wizards that immediately combined him with the Sonic the Hedgehog poster. <laughs> <laughs> so and, all it said, and all it said was, gotta go fast, and otherwise they kept randomizing whether it said Sonic the Hedgehog or Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't watch PewDiePie, but I was on YouTube, and like the number one trending video was apparently Will Smith hosts meme review and it has a picture of him and the genie so i kind of want to watch that like just to give it, he's like, been pulling in celebrities lately and uh that doesn't surprise me anyway considering will smith is on facebook every other day doing like a straight up or instagram for that matter just doing straight up like inspirational like 
hey kids you gotta do this for your lady or you gotta do like a hundred push-ups if you want to be as successful as me and stuff like that but didn't youtube pay him to make a, a youtube channel or something like because he has one and i know it's super popular uh, there is also the embarrassing at this point, Jack Black's overly successful YouTube channel. Dude, legit, I kind of like it. Like, <laughs> oh, it's it's not bad. I'm not saying it's bad, but it was ridiculous that he had like two million subscribers and no fucking videos. Well, still, yeah, like he he has ten videos right now and three point eight million subscribers, <laughs> and. His thing is, oh, I'm going to make gaming videos. Then every episode, he starts with saying, all right, no gaming videos this week. And it's just like a vlog. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if he's like, because he kept saying, oh, I, I just don't have the equipment. I don't know if he's serious or not. <laughs> at, at this point, I hope it's part of his shtick. I hope so. I hope he never does a gaming video. I, I hope there's a part where he literally, uh, he like, it's arriving at his house and then, like, somebody steals it and he, like, chases them down the road for an episode. Yeah. But, yeah, that's, it's crazy. He's got a lot of, yeah, like, 3.8 million people in the course of, like, a month or two. That's insane. YouTube is, is broken and that's fine. I don't know. I don't. I don't get. I don't get it. I don't get half the shit that's on YouTube. That's fine. These that's darn kids. Fine. These darn kids. Snorting eggs. What? Uh, let's see. Did you guys? Uh. Brandon, you just saw Into the Spider-Verse, right? Correct. What did you think of it? I liked it. I was actually really surprised that you liked it, to be honest. Why? Well, because, like, Into the Spider-Verse is, like, this multi-layered... It has so many jokes. One of the running jokes of that entire movie is... Look at all of these origin stories because get it, we've rebooted Spider-Man six thousand times. Oh, I didn't really get that, but okay. Oh my gosh, who was the um, who was the voice of the ant? Because it was driving me nuts that I could not figure out. Who oh, the ah, uh, that is but a good question, actually. Semi-famous. So. Let's see if Mr. Google has an answer. I did think it was a like I don't read a lot of I don't read a lot of Spider-Man, but I did like the movie. Like I, it was just a really entertaining movie. I think it was it was kind of weird seeing the voice of John Mulaney and Nick Cage. In the same <laughs> movie. Yeah. I, I didn't know that was Nick Cage till the end, until I saw the credits. What? How could you not tell that was See, Nick but... Cage? He's, it's so Nick Cagey. His voice is there's like nobody else. It like it sounded like a voice I knew, but I just couldn't. So like, uh, oh, uh, so the the voice of Aunt May is uh, Lily. 
Tomlin? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, she's uh, she plays in Grace and Frankie, I think, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Grace and Frankie, by the way, hilarious show. Very fun. Yep. I didn't think I would um, like it about two old ladies, but it's one of my. I think it's a very. It's because you are an old lady, Brandon. <laughs> You're, You're slowly morphing lady. into an old lady. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Uh, so, but yeah, Into the Spider-Verse, like, my one thing is, like, I figured people would look at people like Spider-Man Noir and Spider-Ham and Spider-Man 2138 or whatever and, and be very confused. So I'm surprised that you guys enjoyed it otherwise. And Spider-Gwen, for that matter. And nobody knows who the fuck Miles Morales is if you haven't read the comics. No, I don't know who Miles Morales is. Should I? Yeah, he's a fucking amazing. He's an amazing follow-up to Spider-Man, and I think he's way better than Peter Parker. I thought the fat Peter Parker thing was kind of funny. Yeah, that was great. I I love that they specifically picked up with Spider-Man post the dumb bullshit in the comic. They picked exactly the right time Peter Parker that would play great for comedy. Um, uh, the other funny thing is Spider-Man Noir, that is such a funny take on that character, because if you guys knew his comic, that you would be laughing so much harder because his origin story alone is way too dark to show in that movie. Because <laughs> his Uncle Ben gets eaten alive by the vulture. Holy shit. <laughs> like, he, he gets eviscerated, he gets his heart ripped out and stuff. It's a dark story. Yeah, that's messed um, up. Let's see. But yeah, I was just pleasantly surprised by that. That uh, I could not have pre-ordered that movie harder or faster on Amazon so I can get the Blu-ray of it because I think that movie looks gorgeous. Yeah, and you know, not knowing again, not knowing anything about all these reboots and stuff, I just felt like the story like seemed really organic. And that, like, it was smartly written. Yeah. So, I, I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people really enjoy. Well, so that's the other thing was like I watched that movie and I loved that movie a lot. I loved every minute of it. And I, but the second I walked out of the theater, I was like, oh, nobody's gonna fucking see this. I, I never saw any way in the world that that movie would be successful. And it has like a fucking ninety-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. I was actually very happy and surprised to see that. I'm curious if it got nominated for Best Animated Feature. I'd be curious uh, to see if it came out it, too late for that. No, no, it did. It did, actually. Oh, it did? Cool. Yep. Uh, Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, uh, Mari? I don't know. Ralph Breaks <laughs> the Internet, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Isle of Dogs is a great movie. Is it? I like Isle of Dogs. I wish I liked Isle of Dogs more than I do. It's a a good movie. I just don't think it's an amazing... It's not as good as as, uh, Mr. Fox, uh, The Fantastic Adventures of Mr. Fox. Yeah, that's a good movie. That's a really good one. Isle of Dogs is on HBO right now. At least it was. I would like to rewatch it. 
Um, let's see. Yeah. Um, as far as those other movies, I mean, Incredibles two is a very good movie, but, um, I don't know, man. End of the spider verse literally became like one of my, it's in my top 10 for like favorite movies ever. It bulldozed its way in. Yeah. I think out of the five nominated, I only saw three of them, but spider, Spider-Man was my favorite. Although I do admit the one thing that Incredibles 2 has on it is that it has the best baby fighting raccoon fight in anything I've ever seen. Uh, let's see. Do you guys have any opinions of this news headline? Uh, Pablo Escobar's hippos keep multiplying and Colombia doesn't know how to stop it. What? <laughs> Uh, so Pablo's es- Pablo Escobar, uh, the uh, famous drug lord evil man, uh, had a bunch of hippos in his uh, now no longer claimed mansion. I think it's, I think it's still held by his estate. At least uh, I think it reverted back to his estate after that embarrassing fucking fire festival bullshit. And uh, the hippos are not fixed, and they keep breeding and. As far as I understand, uh, they just keep enveloping further and further into Colombia, and Colombian government doesn't know how to stop it. Why don't you just shoot them? Aren't they endangered? I don't know. Because if they're endangered, they can't do fucking shit about it. I'm pretty sure hippos aren't native to Colombia. They're probably not, but but if they're endangered, you can't fucking do dick about it. I mean, you can. I mean, it's not like the the government is not going to arrest themselves for shooting them. I'm pretty sure Colombia does not want to be known worldwide for shooting hippos in the face. <laughs> yeah, because they already have a stellar reputation on the world stage. I mean, they don't need to add to it. Well, did you see that uh, new story of that shipment of Colombian pineapple that uh, somebody checked at an airport and had $12 million worth of cocaine bricks in it? Wow, shocker. So I just, I typed it, it was in, and apparently Zambia. Uh, Zach, you're kind of interneting out. Could you repeat that? Yeah. So, Zambia is planning to murder 2,000 hippos in a couple months. <laughs> They're arming up to fight the, the hippo army. I guess since I brought it up, uh, did you guys end up watching those uh, Firefest documentaries? Not yet. How are you, Brandon? Sorry, what was that? Did you end up watching those uh, Firefest documentaries? No, that sounds stupid. What? Brandon, looks- you love drama involving poorly planned business practices, a huge oversight, and embezzling, and jaw rule. The whole thing just sounds ridiculous. It was! I could have invested in that. I literally remember when they were pulling funding for that fucking thing. And I literally said, that sounds stupid. <laughs> oh, boy. 
Uh, but yeah, I guess uh, just as a note, the uh, Netflix and Hulu documentaries are both very good. The network, the Netflix one, I think, is a tad more entertaining, whereas the Hulu one, I think, is a bit more of an actual documentary. Big shout outs to those. Doesn't the Hulu one have the like an interview with the guy who actually? Yeah, it has Billy on it. Okay. Whereas the Netflix one is made by the, uh, I think it's made by the marketing team that dove out on that whole thing, like right before it happened. So, so is the Hulu one a little bit like unbiased then, do you think? Uh, I would say they are both a tad biased. I would say the Hulu one attempts to at least explain both perspectives a little more and it also makes billy actually look worse than the netflix one all right but both were interesting watches they both actually felt actually kind of different and i was surprised by that let's see brandon brought up uh sex education the new netflix show Oh, I forgot about that. that. Was so long ago. <laughs> I, I thought you just I wanted to talk it. about sex education. <laughs> okay, so okay, Brandon, so uh, sometimes, sometimes a man and a woman find each other, and they don't necessarily love each other, but they find things about each other agreeable. Don't do drugs. I like how you use the word agreeable. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't like well, that show very much. Uh, well, me and Kate saw Isn't That Romantic. Yeah, was, how was that? Uh, it was everything I thought it was going to be, and I'm happy I didn't have to pay to see it. <laughs> so what is but, that, the well, Netflix it, rating? Watch it on Netflix? Yeah, like it was pretty funny, but like I would not have paid to go and see it, or wouldn't yeah, I wouldn't have, I only went because I knew I figured Kate wanted to go and I had free tickets. So, well, really so what is the name of that lady that stars in it? I don't know. I, I never remember her name. I just know is her. Is it Amy Schumer? No, no, it's no. Fat Amy. I know. I was like, from, I just know it's the fat blonde girl. <laughs> uh, she's from Pitch Perfect. And, uh. Oh. Uh. Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson, that's yeah, it. Like, so what is that movie actually about? Because I don't get it. She hits her head, and she ends up in a in a coma, and she... So, so you're following her inside her head in a coma, I guess. And she... Everything is like romantic comedy, like cliches. Okay. And then, at, and then through, and then to to get out of the coma, she figures out she has to fall in love with her best friend. She has to make her best friend fall in love with her, even then he was, even though he's like in the process of getting married to this like supermodel lady. Um, and then the story goes with that, and then she wakes up from the coma, and then she realizes she really does like her coworker best friend, and then so, then she gets with him at the end in the real life. So, hmm. Okay. Uh, it has uh, Thor's whatever his name is, Chris Hemsworth's brother, which is 
kind of funny. Oh, wow. Because the funny part was, like, I didn't realize it was him. And then through this whole movie, I'm like, man, this guy really looks a lot Wait, like a so, generic uh, Chris Hemsworth. Captain America? Like... No, the Isn't other Captain Hemsworth. Captain... No, Captain oh, America. Oh, the, oh, the third, the third loser. Yeah. Oh, wait yeah, a minute. Where it's nobody. The other one. Him. Yeah. Um, Gregory. Um, <laughs> Jeffrey. So it was funny. Okay. But there was a funny part because it's rated PG thirteen. Uh, they would like something would happen when she wanted to swear like there was like a van backing up or like the subway went by or whatever would bleep out every time she wanted to swear which was kind of funny and then like uh when they wanted to have sex it would just like cut to the morning (laughs) but in the meantime we're all back we did it we did it technical difficulties are a fucking asshole Uh, what were we talking about? I don't fucking remember. Oh, that's, uh, that's, uh, that romantic whatever movie. Oh, yeah, the Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson. Anyways, I wanted to go back. I didn't get to mention that I really loved the artwork in Spider-Verse. The animation, whatever, the whole thing I think is a really big selling point. And then I had a couple little things that were very nit- nitpicky, but really bugged me <laughs> in the movie. I'd love to hear them. One was, and maybe it's just, I don't know if it's like, uh, I don't know if it's like a, because of the rating or whatever it was, but like when they shot the uncle, there was like no bullet. And also I was like, it looked like you like shot him in the sh- shoulder. It was just, like, the injury he got, it didn't seem to be like it should have been life-threatening. And I was, like, just kind of really upset about the, like, whatever of that. And then the, um... And I guess some of it was a little exaggerated. But, and then they're in, like, that science-building place, and, like, they go through the lunchroom, and then every employee just happens to have a giant gun that they pull out. (laughs) What's wrong with that? This is America, Brandon. It doesn't have to be entirely realistic. It's a cartoon, but <laughs> it was just bugging me a little bit. Um, it's an evil science lab. I'm going to make sure everyone has a handgun. And the uh, and like the last fight scene, there was so many like it was just kind of ridiculous with the whole way that I didn't understand why like the collider laser thingies was not like killing anybody. And they were all just like float. It just made no sense, kind of. It was kind of really frustrating, but I understand it's a cartoon, but that was kind of bugging. I mean the uh, the actual visual quality of that movie speaks for itself. They clearly they announced that movie in like 2012 or 2013 or something, and like it looks fucking fantastic, top to bottom. Um, there's even like fun stuff where they put out like the full manuscript of the movie, uh, so people could read over it and stuff. And there's even just stuff in the way it's scripted that I didn't even realize about. Like, so there's the scene where Miles actually has full suit on and he's like jumping off the building or whatever. And uh, the camera's inverted. So it looks like he's like falling upwards instead of down. 
And the whole reason for that is so it's even noted in the script. It's to look like that. So that way he appears, Miles appears to be rising to the occasion to the audience. Jesus Christ. It's awesome. (laughs) Okay. My last nitpick thing though, that really did kind of tick me off is that when all the spider people leave with him in the room, and they all, like, sling off into the air or whatever. They're at the top of, like, the horizon. There's, like, no buildings for them to sling their webs to. So how are they slinging through the air when there's nothing to connect them on? Because it Don't looks worry like they're at the top it. of the skyline. It really bugs me. <laughs> such an odd thing to, like, notice. How could you not notice it? There was nothing for them to put, to sling to. Well, weren't they in, like, a suburban town? So, like, the houses aren't tall enough for them to... for people to, like, notice any kind of, like, buildings. What? What do you mean? Well, that... that Weren't they at Aunt May's or whatever? She lives in, like, a, a suburb or something, so there's no, like, skyscrapers there. No, they were at... They had dropped... They had... They had... Tagged... They had wrapped Miles up or whatever. This is when they tell Miles that... That he can't do it, yeah. Yeah, they're gonna leave him. Yeah, and then they all sling yeah. off. But they there's Wait, something that, like that they're slinging to in the air because the way they draw it, there's like there's, they're at the horizon and they're at the top of the skyline. There's no building oh. that they oh, sling yeah. to, and it bugs me. Like at his so, dormitory. Yes, at his dormitory. Huh. Just a small thing, but it bugs me. I, did I think like that movie's the, awesome. Uh, I thought the the little Nick Cage quirps or like the 1950s Wang quirps yeah. were kind of funny. Those were pretty funny. It it also impresses me that they got in every fucking Spider-Man meme. They got every single one. They got the fucking stupid dance. They got the desk. They got the point. They got all of them. I was very impressed. I didn't even know there was Spider-Man memes. So. You... I'm sorry, Brandon. You didn't know there were memes of Spider-Man on the internet? No. This is news to you? I don't crawl the internet looking for memes. Sorry. You should look up Japanese Spider-Man. You will have a very good time. No, I'm good. Now you're missing out. You're missing out. Now I'm Googling Uh, Japanese Spider-Man. Oh man, Japanese Spider-Man's the best. <laughs> he's got a he's got a motorcycle. He has a fucking like he has like a mech. He has a giant like ten story mech that he gets into. So the real question is, do you think Disney will ever be able to give Sony enough money to get Spider-Man? Oh, I mean, they they technically they technically have him. They literally just agreed to pay them any proceeds of Spider-Man to them. Otherwise, no, never in a million years. Sony signed the most opportunistic deal in all of movie history. <laughs> I like the Stan Lee cameo. I think every Stan Lee cameo is great. The one in the movie is great, and the one in... Uh, uh, the Spider-Man video game actually has a really awesome cameo of, of his as well. Does anyone have a, a like a favorite Stanley cameo? 
you know, from oh, the X-Men, Marvel movies, you know, video games, whatever. The one from, it's probably a tie between the trailer for Deadpool 2 and, uh, oh my god, um, which one is it? Is it, uh, it's the one where he's a librarian and he has, uh, and he has the headphones on. Yeah, the amazing uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, I remember that one fondly just because that was around when Pokemon Go launched, so they used that as (laughs) fucking, uh, the three factions or whatever in that game. (laughs) You know, I really like, okay, so, I didn't, the movie was okay, but... Ant-Man and Wasp had a really funny one where he alludes to having like an acid trip. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that one's pretty good. Uh, Let's see. I like the one where he's the bus driver. Oh yeah, that one's pretty good. Uh, let's see. Is it is it Endgame or is it like Guardians of the Galaxy Two? Is where he's hanging out with the Watchers or whatever, and he's just in space. It was Guardians too? Yeah. Yeah, one of, yeah. That one was. That I was really hope. Good. I really hope Marvel was smart enough to just record like six hundred of those for like every other Marvel movie they end up recording. Because like the yeah. last movie that has a Stan Lee cameo is going to be popular by default. I wonder if that's. Maybe they got it for Endgame. Maybe Captain Marvel. Maybe, or maybe, uh, maybe, uh, that'd be, (laughs) it'd be dark, but if they like made like his last one be end game and he just turns to Ash or something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that'd be fucked up. (laughs) That'd be really fucked up. Oh man. Oh, that's good. I'm sad now. Yeah. And it's funny, like, I thought it was so weird. Like, the day after his death, there's all these articles like, yeah, Stanley wasn't really that great. Oh, he wasn't, to be perfectly honest. But, uh, but such a weird was... time to release all those articles, you know? Oh, yes, absolutely. If you're being opportunistic and capitalizing on someone's death to point out a negative flaw purely on the day that they died, fuck you. Yep. And I don't don't know too much about, like, his time with Marvel and, like, his shit with, like, Jack Kirby and, and everything, but... Yeah. Like, I don't know. He made some good stuff. He did, and he was a he was a bright, fun guy. Mm-hmm. He worked great as a poster for old Marvel, even if Jack Kirby probably should have been standing next to him. Right. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. Uh. So, do to do in unrelated things here. For the April premiere of Game of Thrones. Yeah, Ooh. I'm excited. Everyone better die. Yeah, I do. Everyone better die. So how do you get through Game of Thrones, Doug, if you only like 30-minute shows? I fucking pause it, and I go do something, and then I come back. (laughs) 
Game of Thrones is a long watch for me. I just treat it like a movie. Especially, like, the next, I think, seven episodes are supposed to be 90 minutes long. 90 minutes long. So it's just basically watching a movie every week. I wonder if movies will ever get to that. They do, like, <laughs> they do serialized releases once a week. I don't, I don't think that would work. Nobody pays to go to the movie theater anymore. <laughs> I don't know. Movies are having a resurgence with the subscription model. I suppose so, uh, even though... Movie Pass, like, failed, though. Like, miserably. Yeah, though. Movie Pass shit its organs but, out and died movie, on the floor. And I had Movie Pass. I think Same. created an industry, though. I think they showed... The well, actually, Europe, I guess, have been doing it for a while. But the cinema card is doing pretty good. AMC came out. I would get the AMC one if there was any. Like the closest AMC theater to me is like I don't remember where it was, Jackson, or it's like over an hour. See, yeah, that's that's something I said when Movie Pass started. Was I was like, what is stopping movie theater companies from just doing this themselves? Yeah, that is. I think the shittiest thing about Movie Pass is because I had one, so it used to be you pay like ten bucks a month, a movie a day, and then they just changed it. So I canceled my subscription, um, and I said I was I could use the uh, my I could use the card for the until the end of like the billing cycle. Mm-hmm. So I went on to the app just to look at a movie. And they re-signed me up for a subscription without telling me. Oh, God, you fell in a... <laughs> yeah, oh, no. Apparently that happened to a lot of people. It did. Which is so fucked up. I think they had a good idea, and they just... They execution. They are a perfect example of you need a plan for a good idea. It was also really... Un- or at least until they had to get to, like... Because, but like it made me like it. Yeah, I know it made me watch movies a crap ton more. I was watching like two or three movies a week for a minute when I had it. But same, same. Like except for it kind of was like counterintuitive, or at least because like I mean I had a decent at that point, kind of okay. But like you in your head, you think you're gonna save on movies, but like I just ended up going to the movies. <laughs> they really did. Like I saved per trip as a normal trip but i like spent twice as much a unit in like three months as i probably would because i went to the movies twice in three months and now i was going like 20 times and that was a drink every time that was popcorn every time yeah but you were also trying to get into the platinum club i did i wanted to get the celebrity club i have a points reward points whore i really wanted <laughs> Oh well. That should be a t shirt. And didn't Movie Pass do a thing where you had to, like. I thought, okay, I saw the sink and chip. I saw signs of it when you had to start doing. You had to scan your ticket or whatever. You had to, like, take a photo of it. I took a picture of my foot. <laughs> yeah, they weren't really good at it. I took a picture of, like, a Taco Bell receipt. <laughs> It was really annoying, especially, like, it's, like, it would have been so hard to, like, it was difficult to try and 
Because like one time, I, I, you and Kate let me borrow yours so I could take my mom's, and it was like a pain in the ass to like log out of the app, log in, and like go through the whole thing and have the card. Like it was just, I don't think that many people were. It was a lot. Plus, it's not really scamming. Like if you're giving away unlimited movies, I feel like it's not a scam if you if you're giving away one a day if you let somebody else use that. Because I was like. You should have priced that into your model, or like, first of all, having an unlimited one movie a day was—that was the most absurd part. That was the whole reason I signed up was because like there was nothing stopping you from just seeing a movie every single fucking day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was fine with the even the like three movies a week like was still an amazing deal for like ten bucks. Like, but. Anyways. Well, and it was it was kind of cool because what I did they they reached out to a lot of like small movie theaters too. Like I was living in Wyoming and they had one movie theater and it was like a three screener, but you could use Movie Pass at that little local movie theater. And uh, like yeah, it worked. That was that was kind of cool. Our local theater too. Yeah, totally. But now it's dead. Or something. It's dead or something. Like, do people still use it? Is it still around? There's still technically a company. I mean, but... Are you still subscribed, Brandon? Because I know you were originally claiming to go down with the ship. No, I canceled probably three weeks ago or a month ago. Three weeks ago? Yeah, I know. They got me because I just, like... It went onto, like, my Amazon card. And so I just, like, never paid attention to it and then i was like oh crap i probably need to cancel this so there's probably <laughs> a good two or three months i paid for it and never used it i just forgot about it that's probably what they were hoping for no yeah that's why i was like it was just basically they just needed to like have an like realistically if amazon like bought them they just needed to have enough money to get to a scale to where you had two or three people who like never used it to then support like the the person that used it all the time, the like, power users, to, yeah, yeah. You just had to get to a point to where they all balanced each other, and then I think it would have been like a cash cow. Or I don't know. You just had to get to a point. I think there are enough people that are just stopping going to a proper movie theater that it just it just was working against itself. Plus, honestly, I said this too when uh, when Movie Pass came out that like I'm kind of wondering about the opposite, where eventually, where do we get to the point where you can watch the premiere of a new movie in your own house? Well, don't they do like they they kind of do that like uh, Comcast does, right? They have um like the video on demand you can you can watch movies that like are also in theaters at the same time like if you pay for it well did oh did we ever talk about the i sent you that article doug we weren't zach wasn't on the show at the time the i can't remember what three they are but or they already happened netflix was putting three movies out in theaters before they were releasing them or they were releasing them in theaters and on netflix simultaneously do you remember that uh, I do remember that. I don't remember what those movies were, but I mean, they also did a similar thing with uh, Annihilation. Annihilation is that what you said? Yeah. 
That was, a, was, uh, that, was that with the, what's her name? That was a really interesting movie. I don't know if any of you saw that, but Natalie Portman uh, and uh, Natalie Portman, yeah. It was really uh, like mind-boggling. It was kind of like a. It was. Like it, was a, it was more of a neat idea than it was a good movie, but I did enjoy my time with it. It was the one time I was so mad, like I didn't, I didn't go to the movie with a romantic interest because it was like literally the only time I was literally the only person in the movie theater. And I was like, if I had someone in here right now, I could bang. This would be the perfect time. And I was so mad. Actually, I went out to like go to the bathroom and like a staff person was like getting ready to like close the theater I was in. And he was like, I didn't think anybody was in there. And I was like, yeah, I am. And he's like, can I see your ticket, sub? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh. He's like, I didn't think anybody was at that movie. I was like, uh, yeah. Hey, Brandon, okay. I'll, give you a, I'll give you a tip on that. Go to see any Tyler Perry movie on, like, a Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> Nobody's fucking there. That is, your op- that is your actual opportunity. There we go. Good to- <sighs> I just, so I have, like, trouble sleeping. Like, I don't know. It's like an actual thing, but like I have a super weird sleep schedule. So sometimes like it'll be like midnight or one o'clock. So I'll go see a movie and I'll, I'll be by myself. And like, if it's like, if there's like ever a sex scene, I get super uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know there's like, might be a guy in like the projector room or something like watching me and I'm like by myself. Like, I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. He used to work in a porn theater, so it's fun. He he's seen more than you know. <laughs> yeah, he, he was there when uh, Pee Wee Herman got caught. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Poor Pee Wee. Poor Pee Wee. Poor Pee. Not really poor Pee Wee because the underage pornography, but but poor Pee Wee. <laughs> was it? Wait. I thought I thought he just got caught like jacking off at a movie theater or like he at did. A... He did, but post that there was a scenario where someone found like him in possession of underage pornography. Oh shit, that's weird. Cause like, didn't he just have a Netflix film like four years ago? Yeah, he did. Was this pre or post the this you know, was pornography? This was post the pornography. The pornography thing, I think, was like the early 2000s. That's so weird. <laughs> Brandon is so engaged. Yeah, he's over it. Uh, do you guys have anything else? I I have exhausted all of my stuff. Uh, no. <laughs> Oh, we um, should let, um, let's finish by, we should let Zach do a serious spotlight, and then we can each do a serious spotlight. Oh, oh, wait, 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 yes, yes, I haven't gotten to do that in a while. Okay, uh, so, um, uh, I don't know, pretend to be interesting for a second. All right. Let's pretend to be interesting. I'm yeah, always interesting, first of all. Tell us a joke. Tell us a joke? Yeah. Oh, okay. I have, I have oh, a joke. Man, I do have a good joke. I just heard. Oh, okay. Yeah, do it. No, no, no. You can't put me on the spot. I just saw it on. I saw it on Facebook. It was hilarious. Siri Spotlight. I did it.
It did the thing. Okay, what's your serious hey. spotlight, Doug? Uh, my series spotlight is, uh, pass over me for a second. Somebody else go. <laughs> I will well, do... explain, explain what this is. Maybe. I don't know. We just do, we kind of end with a short thing where we say like, this is a series we think our listeners should like check out. This is okay. some body of work like... that uh, we think is noteworthy or worth someone's time. Yeah. Got so you. I really love PBS masterpiece cinema. And right now they're doing a queen. They're in season two of a Queen Victoria series, and it's really interesting. I love British royal crap. So, and it's really pretty, and the Queen's pretty hot. So, that is my series spotlight. Victoria PBS. Uh, so I just finished up uh, the the last part of the. Lifetime R. Kelly documentary. Uh, I do appreciate that that has brought down the thorough hammer of justice down upon him again. Uh, it was really something to watch, and it's resulted in some very interesting things. So I'm going to personally shout out uh, the R. Kelly Lifetime documentary series. Uh, four parts, five parts, I think. It's very enlightening. Is that like Lifetime, like the Women's Channel Lifetime? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's like how Although, you the women's channel. There, there's their CEO is weird too because he was on Twitter and he was talking about how they were talking about doing several more seasons of this R. Kelly documentary. Whoa. Because apparently this thing did like fucking insano numbers. And mm. they were like, hey, how about we do like eight more seasons? Not episodes. Seasons. <laughs> I thought it was just like a one thing. No, it's a. It was a multi-part documentary series. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. But, uh, uh, dear lifetime, please don't make seven more seasons of this. <laughs> if people watch it, you know. I guess. Um. Okay. Well, I guess I'll do a. A series shout out. There's a show I, I watch, and it's kind of dumb, but I like it a lot. It's called uh, okay. Crazy Ex Girlfriend. It's on the CW. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Daddy! Oh my god! Wait, you like it? Oh. No, it's funny because me and Kate watch it, and Doug hates it. So that's why it's funny. All right, so here's here's why I like it. All right, so. <laughs> Uh, it's an original musical show, which is really hard to make. Uh, it, it has a consistent showrunner and a- actress. And in the third season, it touches pretty heavily on actual mental disorders. And it has like a really interesting arc. That is, um, like, I get the first couple seasons are kind of cheesy, but it, it kind of finds its footing and it actually make some compelling television that I think appeals that can be really appealing to certain mm. demographics. Like mm. I don't really watch shows like that, but I like that show. So Oh god. That was like the perfect way to end that episode. Yeah that's, that's, that's something else. else. <laughs> have you seen the Zach, have you seen the oh, I can't remember. I think it's in the second season. I think it's on Evolution. 
the Bill Nye Netflix show, she does a cameo and she does a song in it that's pretty funny. I haven't watched Bill Nye's new show, but I would I believe that she's funny. So, well, you should watch it. I I know I gotta get with the times. Did you see like okay? There's a Bill Nye documentary. You guys remember uh, Liz from like Alpha E? I do. She's in the documentary for like a second. What? Liz who? Yeah, like Bill's at like it shows like him at a conference talking, and then like it's like a conference for science educators, and then it shows like for like a minute like him signing autographs for people and like taking selfies. And Liz, Liz is there. Do you mean Liz Rock? Yeah, I do. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it was kind of weird. It is weird. That is very weird. Yeah, so I guess check it out for that. (laughs) Zach's series series spotlight is Liz. (laughs) (laughs) Check it out. Um, Your username is ridiculous, by the way, Zach. No, uh, his his name is great. It's my username for everything where I don't have to be serious. Oh it's, god. It's better than mine. It's cheesy. The, <laughs> I think the funny part is that we, <laughs> we both used numbers from all of that is what I kinda of find funny. What 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 is the three five two, Brandon? It is, is my Blair dorm room number. Oh, okay. So for some reason I use it all the time now. It's just I don't know. Wasn't that also the the college's address number? The college no, is what? That's like three oh two or something. No. Oh. Or three twenty. No. It was my normal number. Okay. What is yours, Doug? Mon Hun Run? Uh Mon Hun Run is the other one. Mine is terrible television. Oh, okay. Uh, that's fun. That's a good one. It's actually a reference to another podcast show that didn't make it off the ground, unfortunately. So, um, so thank you everybody for listening in here. Uh, if you ever want to send us questions or ask us why we're stupid, you're welcome to do that at floatingupquestions at gmail.com. What is that email, Brandon? Floatingupquestions at gmail.com. That's fantastic. Thank you so much, Brandon. And uh, Damn, I should have read it like the way the president did with that whole ridiculous speech. That was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're hey, going to sue it? us, and then it's going to go to the Supreme Court, hey. and we're going to win. Email. <laughs> but we'll be rich. We'll finally have Does email. Has anybody ever emailed us, Doug? Um, a company was offering us lifetime insurance. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> no. Anchor.fm slash friendly call cabal friendship network. There is uh, another surprise that will be on the video game podcast because uh, it doesn't, uh, yeah, it'd be weird to drop that here. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a wonderful night. Bye bye. Bye bye. Goodbye. Hey there. Do you enjoy the content that we produce? How about you head on down to patreon.com slash COF network, a Patreon page specifically for helping out our podcast floating upstream along with our sister podcast, alternative input, where we discuss video games and other such video game related news. If you enjoy what we produce and you want to be able to support, 
any support would be greatly appreciated because it'll help us get better equipment and put out more episodes more often. And I haven't even mentioned the best part, considering when you subscribe to the Patreon, you actually receive episodes ad-free and earlier than the free feeds. You also receive exclusive content, such as future episodes of our Alternative Input podcast, where we actually discuss video games in a more in-depth way one-on-one such as this four-and-a-half-hour podcast where my brother and I discuss everything involving the Metal Gear Solid series. So again, head on down to patreon.com slash COF network.